What is up, everyone? My name is Stu, and I am Bonkers for Bourbon. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Contact me, Bonkers, the number four, bourbon at gmail.com, or at Bonkers number four, bourbon on Twitter, or Bonkers number four, bourbon podcast on Instagram. I'm a lover of all things bourbon, so thank you, and join me on today's ride. Oh, what is up, everyone? My name is Stu, and I am Bonkster Bourbon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I cannot appreciate enough the love and support the bourbon community has given to this cast. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Today for you, I said it last episode, I have a review for you. Another bourbon review will be doing Little Book. This is batch number two from Beam Suntory and Freddie No himself. Let's get into it. James Bond orders a drink. Take two. What'll it be, sir? I'll have a strawberry daiquiri served in half a coconut with a scoop of lemon sorbet and two umbrellas. Wait, make that three umbrellas. <laughs> and one of those little yellow swords. And sound drop, sound drop, sound drop, sound drop. Okay, and we are back. So, little book. Now, I have already reviewed the little book, batch one. In fact, it took place in my blind flight taste test competition for barrel-proof bourbons, and actually fared very well. Batch 1 won its bracket to move on to the finals, but unfortunately did not take home the grand prize in the finals, but all in all, still a terrific showing from Batch 1. Therefore, I hesitated, not at all, to buy Batch 2. Now, again, the bourbon craze is still upon us, and the little book batches are starting to go up in price, even more pricier than the grandfather, that being Booker's bourbon. So, of course, Booker No uh, was a master distiller. His son, Fred No, is the current distiller at Beam Suntory. And his son, Freddie No, is, of course, following in the family's footsteps. So, Booker's was created by Fred No in honor of his father. And Booker's was made to represent, you know, key barrels in the warehouse that a lot of employees were gravitating to after work. And it was that gravitation that Fred wanted to utilize as their workers finding key barrel points to create the Booker's Bourbon. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Booker's Bourbon. Little Book is an homage to Booker, uh, Freddie Noe's grandfather. And the bottle reads... It reads, I created Little Book as an honor to my granddaddy, Booker, and his shared love for creating unique blends to share with the world. So this is not technically a straight bourbon. It is a blended whiskey. This particular batch is a blend of whiskeys, uh, both from Jim Beam and Canadian distilleries that are owned by Beam Suntory. Uh, it was released in September of 2018. I only picked it up a few months ago and we've been enjoying it ever since. It is 118 proof. And according to uh, kind of the records I was able to find, it is a blend of eight, 13, and 40-year-old whiskeys. So it's saying three whiskeys, an eight-year-old Kentucky straight rye, that's said to believe to be at 119.8, a 13-year-old Canadian rye, at 111.9, and a 40-year-old, 40-year-old Canadian 100% corn whiskey at 137.8. So although this is not a bourbon, certainly some unique blends to it, adding in a lot of rise and Canadian aspects. Of course, 100% corn whiskey is 
Strange. Interesting, strange. But hey, I'm not the master distiller here. So let's get into Little Book Batch 2. Exciting to review this for you. I have a glass poured, of course, a hefty glass. That is, is Wednesday hump day, and apologies for not drinking some Weller today. Looking at the color. It is a medium amber, not too dark, not too, eh, you know, not too dark, not too light. I'd say just a little on the lighter side, but really, really on the mid-amber uh, hue. Let's get into the nose. <sighs> Interesting nose. Definitely some spice elements in there, for example, like some baking spices. But uh, all in all, I'm getting a little bit of a cinnamon spice as well. Hmm. There is some sweetness to it as well. Um, I'm not getting that alcohol ethanol at all, but I get some of the baking spices, some sweetness maybe. I think the sweetness is not necessarily vanilla. I think it's more of a uh, maybe a vanilla uh, type of sweetness. But let's take a taste of this. If you're drinking along with me, please cheers along as I see. Be true to yourself. Screw what people think and drink more. Cheers out there. I hope you all had a wonderful 4th of July holiday. Nah. So my first drink of the day, so the palate is getting used to it. Boy, definitely hits you with a bang. Uh, I did get a little bit of the ethanol or alcohol-ness on my first initial offering. So I'm going to take another taste, because why not? Mm. You know, really interesting. Uh, you know, for being mashes or blends of rye's, it's very sweet. And what I mean by that is like I'm getting this sweet caramel honeyness hue to it. Like you have kind of this explosion of a little bit of spiciness in the beginning, but it kind of mellows out to this sweet notes, kind of like this buttery, honey, uh, uh, caramel flavor to it. Take another taste. So I am getting a little bit more spice notes towards the back end, but this uh, the driving flavor for me is actually honey. I get so much of this sweet honey uh, flavor, you know, when I, and it's got that 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 honey, you know, boldness of the sugar sweet to it. Uh, not necessarily the sweetness you might get from like a vanilla or a caramel. Uh, it tastes clovery, like that honey clover, and the spiciness in the beginning. Uh, baking spices with a little bit of rye spice in the beginning uh, is followed at the very end with some spiciness as well. So it kind of starts off spicy, slows down and mellows to very sweet, honey being the driver, and then kind of goes up a little bit more to back to a little bit of spiciness again. Take another taste. Really interesting. This to me, comparing to the batch one, again, I think as I buy these, these new releases, I might start doing comparisons, like side-by-side -side comparisons for episodes. But if I, you know, recalling from batch one, which I did rate very high, batch one had a little bit more savoriness to it, a little more, um, a little spicy, a little more uh, caramel, and just kind of more bourbon undertones. Well, this is reading more towards to just a sweeter, uh, honey or version, and that's maybe that's the corn whiskey coming out. 
you know, 40-year-old corn whiskey, that's, it was a Canadian corn whiskey, is super strange. So maybe the, uh, the advent of the extra corn being added to the rye blends uh, is really driving that sweetness. I'm not quite sure because they don't go into what the percentage of each blend would be. Uh, but a super, super unique uh, whiskey. So I have to say it is a bit different than the first batch. So uh, like Booker's, the batches can vary from year to year or, or quarter to quarter for Booker's. And, um, you know, it's kind of like you are buying a brand new whiskey and I think some are going to be stellar and some are going to be not as stellar. Now, I'm not saying that about this one. I think it is very good, but we're going to see how water affects it. And we'll be right back after a quick word. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for dealing with the ads. I really appreciate it. I've added some water to Little Book Batch 2. And of course, you know, I'll be adding the old limestone mixing water, the official companion of Kentucky Bourbon. It's limestone filtered. Pick up a bottle of yours on Amazon. It is a, they come in one liter bottles. They sell for around 5 to $6. That is the best price I could find. Use it for adding water to all of your neat liquors, not just bourbon. Also being used for making ice cubes, mixing in cocktails, and of course, making simple syrups. Old limestone. So I have a little bit of water added. Let's get into the nose, this time with water added to the little book. Yeah. Okay, that really changed the, uh, the smell. Oh, wow. With the water added, I am definitely getting ethanol, like uh, alcohol, like stinging the nostrils, 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 whatever. Heavy on the alcohol in the nose with the water added. What? That's all I get. Whew. It's like um, turpentine a little bit. Dang. I can't believe the, the water would change a, 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 a scent profile that much. Well, let's go and take a taste, this time with water added. Well, that build up, so but I'm just gonna taste it. <coughs> well, the how do I describe this? What the flavor really changed? Let me just say that the water again. I'm only adding a drop or two, uh, or a dropper. Uh, the the flavor has definitely diverged away from sweetness and gotten more to a little bit more spiciness. Uh, it is tasting like what a rye would more or less taste um, normally. I don't want to say sweetness is totally gone because it lingers on the back end. I'm just going to take another taste. Yeah, so it really muddles the initial offering of the flavor, but then. Uh, brings a little bit more of these rye notes in the middle and the end. The honey sweetness is completely gone, or it's just very, very subtle towards the back end. And it really is transforming this whiskey into one of the more dramatic changes with water being added than I've had in a while. So this is an interesting whiskey that if you were to drink it on the rocks with ice, you're going to get a completely different flavor profile than if you were to drink it neat. Obviously different if you're using it in a cocktail. I don't think this is the type of whiskey that you'd want to use in a cocktail, but, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, I don't dislike it with water. Typically, when I add water, it completely kills it for me. But I want to say just based on the high proofage and the uniqueness to it, the difference that it is bringing, it is quite nice, actually. 
So let's get into a little bit of talk, a little bit of ratings and whatnot. Um, man, again, I have seen no downturn in the bourbon craze, no downturn in the pricing. Again, my local liquor store, I've said this already, is starting to catch on to the folks that are paying absorbent prices for liquor. Uh, I was lucky with this one. MSRP for this is $100. Uh, batch one with MSRP was $80, and it's tend to stick around $80. I was very lucky with this one, and I found it for around $80. So it was quite nice to say, hey, it's good to find it for a price that makes sense MSRP-wise, if not a little less than the MSRP, what it normally would be, because uh, they did increase it by $20. But once I bought my bottle, I have to say they jacked the price up to about $180. So our store jacked it to $180. I was able to get it for $80, so lucky me. Uh, would I buy this for $180? I would not, no. Would I buy it for $80? You know, I think that's up to you. I think it's a crapshoot whether it's really worth the $80. In my opinion, I mean, I always want it cheaper, but I think it's 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 reasonable for $80 for the suggested price of $100. Now you're going to kind of have to think about it a little bit. That's more up in the range of what the Booker's bourbon is typically as well, at least in our area. So my Bonkshire bourbon rating for value, it's always what you can find it for. But I say for what I found it for, for $80, value-wise, I'm going to give it a B-. minus. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's not a traditional bourbon, even though it's from Beam Suntory, and I, I do think it is good and unique, but I'm going to give it a value rating of B-. Now, I know for the batch one, I'm pretty sure I gave it an A, if not close to an A. Um, go back and listen. That'd be great. Um, this one, this is not an A, bur an a whiskey for me. Uh, it is unique, and the uniqueness is really driving my rating up just a little bit, uh, but for me, the honey aspect is nice, but it's not giving me what I desire, especially in higher proof whiskeys or higher proof bourbons. So my flavor rating for this is going to be a B plus, a B plus for flavor, a B minus for value. Uh, check it out, collect if you'd like. Um, I kind of wish I would have bought another bottle of the batch one to kind of save as a collector's item as this is going to be released you know, every year for who knows how long. Uh, by Freddie No, especially when he takes over as the true master distiller from his father. So Little Book Batch 2, you know, I did enjoy it, B-plus for flavor, but uh, who knows what Beam Tory has to offer. By the way, if you haven't heard, unfortunately, Jim Beam, Beam Tory, encountered a fire at one of their rickhouses. They mentioned it was a rickhouse that housed uh, a lot of the Jim Beam white label barrels. Now, Granted, that is unfortunate. It is really terrible to see something like that happen. But I have to say, if it is in fact what they said, the white label warehouse or warehouse that contains a lot of the barrels they use for the white label, I wouldn't worry about it too much as they are the top producer of bourbon. And I imagine they have many other barrels of white label ready to go. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hump day, Wednesday, the week is getting through it. I hope you guys are having a good one so far. Remember, without bourbon, what's the point? Keep getting those bourbon gains, and I will see you on the next episode. Cheers out there.